This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Hey, what's happening? This is TC Carson, and you are listening to ACMG's Talk Time Live. And this is Kratos. Keep listening. This week, I enter the world of icons, dominance, and bearers as I review Final Fantasy 16 in this edition of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extra. Select start. Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extra. Select start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. gentlemen welcome back to another game filled edition of select start the video game podcast for acmg presents talk time live and talktimelive.com i am your host xavier josiah and uh, as i explained this will be one of two game reviews this week as i will be heading out next week and taking a break uh there will be no prime show there will be no other game shows leading to that week but we'll come back next week but rest assured actually got something cool for those who um, didn't get a chance to see the video version of um the peter cullen one i'm gonna put that in audio let people check it out there if they want to they want to drive through and listen to that that will be up and running uh pretty soon while i'm going so i'll make sure that that will be ready for you guys uh for there for the audio version so um but this is all elite day and this is the fight forever release if for those who actually got the um elite edition so if you happen to own a playstation or an xbox whether it's series xs or it's five or four it is officially released right now as we're speaking it released at 9 a.m and um in the east coast and or eastern daylight time or whatever and now people are able to play it damn notice i didn't mention a switch because Right next to me is my Switch, in which I actually have the Elite Edition for. And for some odd reason, this one is not released yet. It is not unlocked. It is not ready to go. We cannot play it yet. It is officially 9.54 a.m. as we're talking here. And as I'm hitting the button, nothing has uh, opened yet. And I'm clicking on right now. It's going to ask me for a check, which means it's going to give me some BS message and say, nope, not ready to play yet. So that is very interesting. Now, here's the thing. I, there are people online that are wondering what's going on with the Switch version and why is it not being released, even though they absolutely advertise that all consoles would get a day early if they buy the Elite version. Now, what I did notice is when I did pre-order the game on the Nintendo Switch eShop that it did not provide a um, the one of the uh, benefits of getting it a day early. It's just that we're getting all of every all of the content. Nintendo is not used to doing this day one early crap. 
like that other consoles have done and i don't know if it has anything to do with nintendo because this is not the first time i purchased a game where a game was coming out a day early on one of the bigger consoles the nintendo and the xbox i mean it's um playstation and xbox and it didn't do it on a switch this is not the first time i've seen this so it may be a nintendo restriction on their part and i'm not speaking for them because you know i'm not justifying the fact that they did advertise and say that this would this will be released a day early for all consoles but didn't specify that nintendo wasn't going to be one of them so here's my theory to this i have two theories to this one they bs'd everybody into buying this knowing that they couldn't release this a day early or this could release in pacific digital time which means it could be 9 a.m but in the west coast time so which means it will be released at noon today and that's a possibility too now if it doesn't get if it if it's noon and this thing doesn't release yet then yeah we got a problem this thing is not releasing until tomorrow when everything else releases so unfortunately for those who have a nintendo switch like myself we will not be able there's a possibility that we won't be playing the release of the game until tomorrow which is sucks because a lot of people bought into this with the idea that they were going to get it a day early and i had my instinct kicked in my critical thinking kicked in when i did not notice that the um that the information on the eShop for this game did not say it would come out a day early so that's one of the reasons why i end up buying in to the playstation 5 elite edition version as well because i know for a fact that they were honor that they would do that because that's one of their deals that's one of the constant things that they do it is officially released now on the playstation so i will be playing it immediately after i finish this show and you know have fun with that but you know if you only bought the switch version it's unfortunate they really should be ashamed of themselves if they knew that this was going to come out and they didn't do it you know um thq nordic you know that's on you that's clearly on you and, and honestly that's on aew games as well like don't don't bs people and do, do false advertisement that's you're losing your fan base from that alone um and you don't want to you don't want that lack of trust in your customers like this is the problems that we already have with 2k games we don't want this from aew games Y'all need to get that together. Something needs to happen. And hopefully by 12 p.m. Eastern Digital, Eastern Daylight Time, or, um, you know, 9 a.m., you know, PST, whatever like that, or PDT, um, it will release. So hopefully, I'm rooting for it. Hopefully by the time I finish this, that will happen. But it is here. And uh, I've heard a lot of great things about this game. For those who got a chance to play it early, uh, I've seen actual footage from the switch version which really looked pretty good to be honest um it's a slight aside from like a slight frame rate still it virtually looks the same it looks like it plays the same and everything so this could be the answer to all of our prayers of years of um torture from not having a three a, a prominent 
working, active, playable 3D wrestling game on this platform. And it's been a long time coming. So man, it, it, I'm ready. I'm absolutely ready for this. I am ready to go. So speaking of ready to go, let's get right down to it. We're going to go right into this uh, review and uh, I'm looking forward to this. So let's do it right now. folks you have literally warped into the final stage without even having to go through any of the other stages prior to to check out my review of final fantasy 16 the latest addition to the final fantasy series that square enix uh put together and they went a whole different route with this i wasn't really expecting like i knew this was going to be an action rpg but i didn't know it was going to be to a platinum level so to speak um this game is a complete change from what you normally are used to even for square enix you know in terms of action role-playing games um they went out of pocket with this one they acquired some you know new people to put into this game to give it a whole new experience uh, something different and it very much is i would say this is the most unique final fantasy 16 of all final uh, fantasies that are not in terms of character development uh and character design all that's the same you still got a lot of the formula uh the form formulaic aspect of final fantasy that you know some of the bells and whistles that make final fantasy but in its core in terms of the you know the control scheme the combat system the gameplay it's completely changed um this is you know if you're a final fantasy hardcore purist you may like it or may not like it in a sense like oh it depends there's different final fantasy fans there are final fantasy fans who are like the traditional japanese rpg style turn-based system um there are fans who kind of like it but also like the action rpg aspect of recent like from games like um crisis core or you know final fantasy zero or um what was the other one uh 15 and of course you know remake you know that's my department i'm a i'm a huge fan of the action rpg side of things i i prefer that but it still should have some element of you know some rpg elements to it that makes it feel like rpg and i think final fantasy 7 remake really did a great job capturing you know even though you're not doing turn base it still felt like it did capture that you know turn based vibe to it but you can also you know if you're a traditionalist of the jrpg style they did give you options to do so um same with uh final fantasy 15 it did have a lot of core rpg elements that you're coming across uh, accustomed to in the final fantasy game but it was a little bit more action base there but this one yeah this is so heavy act this is very action heavy um so if you don't want it's like don't it's like somebody put ketchup in steak <laughs> somebody put ketchup on a ribeye steak that's what this is like and that's not necessarily a bad thing but it's a change that people are not used to and if you're not used to if it's too much of a change you may not 
want to play this but if you are a action fan like i am and like action rpgs they give it to you they give it to you more now i will say as much as i love the combat system and everything it does feel weird to play final fantasy in this fashion because i'm so used to it being so deep in the core of you know skill development and all the stuff and they kind of diluted a lot of that down to kind of give it a more simplistic fun just pick up and play type of experience but give you the same story and depth and character development that you would expect from a final fantasy game and none of that has changed none of that has changed but let's talk about it because we're as always we're going to use the grading system that i put together that consists of the following categories and that is originality overall graphics sound and music um gameplay fun factor replay value actor performances and story you know so we'll talk about all that so let's get underway let's talk about the story real quick because i want to get that out of the way because final fantasy games while you like them they are kind of hard to explain they're not the most easiest you know in terms of storytelling to do so i'm gonna try my best but the game kind of plays off of some things that you know fans some you know core fans are accustomed to you know um when it comes to the originality of the aspect this game takes shades of an amalgam of medieval lore such as like the witcher and game of thrones and then even throws in a bit of over-the-top spectacles like devil may cry and naruto and ultimate ninja storm to in some case to create this interesting storyline with your antagonist cried uh rosefeld who is a firstborn son of the archduke of Rosa uh, rosaria and he was supposed to be destined to become the phoenix flames and a dominant dominants are these humans that acquire the souls and powers of the icons icons are which you would normally call in other final fantasies a summon character so what happens is in here instead of which is the cool one of the significant parts of why i love this game because they did go a different route instead of like normally final fantasy games have um the characters have the ability to summon these uh these titanic monsters and beings not this time in this game they are the uh they actually are the beings they inherit the powers and means to be able to manifest themselves into these icons um if you need any understanding of what that means think of naruto naruto has detailed beasts within him so naruto keeps the the nine tails fox in him at all times and tries to you know tame him and you know work with him and you know work together with him to you know when need to he will unleash the nine tails beast the same thing goes here where you got clive and um his younger brother joshua you got jill warwick you have togel the uh the, his pet their pet dog um sid and you know all these other characters in here from different vast parts of uh, the land um that basically can turn into these monsters in each kingdom or each region has their own dominant they treat these guys are more like weapons they're like nuclear weapons that each region has them on them and unleashes in case of a situation that occurs that's basically what this is and 
in the world of um, Valistia, you know, each one of them, you know, have these beings in case, you know, something goes down. Now, much like Game of Thrones, there's a lot of deception within the ranks of royalty. And you got these characters that are <laughs> just, uh, you got some characters that you're going to hate. Um, there is, you know, some King Joffrey like characters in this, uh, in this game. Like they totally, I was told by one of my ACMG members a while ago that they were like the, the, the entire, I don't know if this is true. I don't know if he was joking or he, I believe he's really meant this. I don't know how true this is. I didn't really research this, but it was, I was told that, you know, the, the, the staff had to watch, had to binge watch game of Thrones consistently to get an idea of what they wanted from this story. If you really check, if you get into this game and the story, which is the story is really good. And we'll talk about that uh, thoroughly. You will see familiarly um a lot of familiar you know um lores that you're used to from that series and some from the witcher too that's why i said you know bring them two together i see little hints of all of that and in terms of gameplay that's when the devil may cry and band other thing goes and we'll talk about why that is from there but it, it, there's a lot to it but um i i would say for originality of this game it's original if you just compare it to other Final Fantasy games, it's original from their standpoint. But in terms of just being an original um, game in general, it's not that because they kind of just, you know, blended a lot of things and added the Final Fantasy formula to it. You know, especially certain fight scenes, battle scenes, and all the stuff. You've seen how they do this before. They even used the QTE system. They call it climatic, um, you know, strikes or climatic battle, but it's it's a quick time effect which is something that is age old we've seen it on god of war we've seen it on plenty of other games spider-man games whatever like that um this it dates back to the dragon layer days that's when the first time we really seen quick time effects uh to it yu suzuki you know coined the phrase quick time effect when he did shinmu um but we have those little elements on air action you know sequences and cinematic awesome cinematic scenes from there so in terms it's they didn't create any nuance with this game and they didn't reinvent the will, but they preserved the will very well to a very strong, you know, type of, uh, you know, package and neatly, neatly, uh, put together. I will say that graphics for the most part is basically what you would expect from a final fantasy game. Just, you know, stellar character models, everything and environments are awesome looking highly extensively detailed. However, while the character models and environments remain stellar, as one would expect, I do wish that the game would invest in some motion capture every once in a while. Like, I feel like that's missing and it kind of outdates some of the aspects of the game. There are times when Clive and Jill are walking and interacting with uh, NPCs and whatnot, and the movements look a little bit janky and somewhat robotic to an extent to the point that you know it looks outdated and i know they've been doing this since the playstation one era or even like going to the playstation 3 at best you know they've never really done any real motion capture like say um the horizons forbidden uh series or the horizon series in general or the god of war series which you 
the movements on air look so natural and so beautifully animated because you know there are people actually doing motion cap through most of the scene majority of the scenes and everything like that so it looks extremely natural it looks real in that in that case um when you look at aloy's face or facial expressions or the characters of horizon facial expressions it looks really good whereas in this game you know the main characters and clive and whatnot and all the other characters their mouths are moving in a way to the to the you know sound of the you know dialogue or whatever but it, there are times there are no facial expressions or whatever like that and in the movements it's like you know you could tell that that's you know it looks more wireframey than it does look actual motion so i mean it's not it's not a deal breaker in any sense it's still you know the game's still dope in, in a lot of ways but um it's it, you know it's something to think about hopefully they'll that's something that they'll do with final the next final fantasy 7 installment i don't know but it like it's not something that will like say i'm not gonna buy this because of this but i will say that you know a little bit of evolution now granted i know i understand it probably is a lot of money to do that is there's a big budget of not only just getting these characters to voice these roles but to get them to actually perform these roles too which by the way again i constantly always say especially if you look at the behind the scenes of um horizon forbidden west and got in god of war ragnarok when they actually act they're not just doing the voice acting they're literally performing from like from voice to end movements as well they are acting <laughs> there's there's no such thing as voice acting i mean yeah they're doing voices but it's like you're acting it's I, I, because and the reason why that bothers me is because that all they tend to label you know these actors get labeled as a less than the people who do live action and it's bs it is totally bs what molly what molly does on um in the booth is no different than what she does in the studio in a live action comedy no different she is still performing the same thing absolutely every time so um you know i'm going off a rant on that but like i'm saying that just to say like you know these cutscenes, like i i hopefully final fantasy 7 uh rebirth will do a little bit better with that um i know it's a budget thing possibly that goes into that so we'll see we'll see how it goes but let's talk about sound of music which is absolutely you will never hear anybody complain about music from final fantasy here especially because you know the composers are some are just masterpieces all of them every one of them this one for for this one they use uh masayoshi uh soken who did a tremendous job continuing the, the, the tradition of making some for unforgettable melodies that will serenade you throughout the game like and i'm gonna give a big warning to people right now it is best to play this game when you are wide awake when you got at least six to eight hours of sleep because if you don't and you're trying to play this game some of the music in this game can put you in a slumber state like and that's not a bad thing it's called i needed this like i'm i'm waiting for them to release the soundtrack on itunes because this is the type of music i want to listen to on a sunday and like during the summer when it's actually hot and not raining you know or even in the woods or whatever like that like that's what i do with the final fantasy 7 soundtrack i just you know it's a great soundtrack to just you know go bike riding and chill and 
you know, relax and stuff like that. Highly recommend it. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, and if you have trouble sleeping, I also highly recommend this soundtrack as well. Cause you will be, you will have a good night sleep. It is, it is tremendous. I love it. Absolutely love it. And it just fits right in, um, to what's going on. There is some really cool instrumentals that they, that they're, uh, performing in there and, um, very memorable, um, you know, music ballads in here. It's just, it's fantastic. Uh, nothing, nothing but the best from, um, Square Enix in this case gameplay. Also, we talked about this. This is what, you know, cuts this game from the rest. It really is the contrast from what this is with every other game. Like when you think final fantasy 16, you're going to think about this combat system and how different it is. And, and just in terms of like, not only just the, the combat system, but just how you are playing the game throughout the whole entire presentation and experience is far different from that of any final fantasy game. This is not just a final fantasy game. This is a final fantasy game created by, you know, you know, this is a platinum games edition <laughs> final fantasy game. Let's be real. There's a lot of final, uh, platinum, uh, formula in this. And you could tell, like, if you played Bayonetta, if you played Devil May Cry, if you played any of those games that were from Platinum Games, there's always some over-the-top epic experience that you go through during your boss battles or whatever like that. This is no different. Their signature, their trademark is all up in here. For those traditional Final Fantasy gamers, I, I said it again, you may not be into this one. This may not be your favorite. This is not going to be for everybody. Um, there are some purists out there. There are some hardcore people out there that may want the traditional or something close to it. And this game does not give it to you. This is more like it's so different <laughs> from, and at the same time, because of the, it's so action-based, they took away some of the core elements that really makes it feel more like a final fantasy game. Um, the, everything just feels diluted in place of the action in here. Um, they really focus more on the action than just the RPG elements here in building. Like they have a skill tree and all this stuff. And, um, they got, they got, you know, a lot of the things, but it just, they used to have more and it used to be a more of a, um, used to be more of sort of a, you know, open world type of feel. This is not open world. This is like basically stage from stage. You fast travel to different regions and it's, you know, a basically, you know, platform design level in here is no open world. There's, I mean, it's, it's a little vast to, you can traverse through things, but there are restrictions all over the place. You can't climb mountains. You can't, um, certain areas you can't go through, even though there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to go through it when it, when you look at it, but there are many restrictions, uh, as Victor Lucas always says, invisible walls, which he's known for hating. Um, and it, it, it's, you know, it, it, it's a general, it's, it, it's your, you know, normal state, you know, state of the art platformer, action platformer, um, which is not really a tradition of Final Fantasy in this case. Um, so you have that in, you know, the combat, if you, like I said, if you like Devil May Cry and Bayonetta and all those other games, this game is for you. Um, 
if the combat system seems very familiar in that sense and why I mentioned Platinum and all this stuff is because it was developed by Ryu Suzuki, who also worked on Devil May Cry 5, uh, Dragon Dogma and Monster Hunter World. So there you have it, you know, and you do get a lot of those elements. Platinum Games also had a hand in developing uh, of the development of this game as well. And you can easily tell like some of the epic you know fights that you have when you become you know the icons when you go into icon mode pretty much that's when you know that's platinum games at hand like their signature is all about over the top you know climatic battles and you get that in here like it is some really like and, and you know it's funny too it's like when they do these battles it this is the part i mentioned naruto ultimate ninja storm this is the part where it reminds me of that because if you played any ultimate ninja storm games they also cyber connect 2 also put together some similar you know climatic cinematic battles just like this where you got to use qte you know button uh control schemes and and you know mechanics and um you fighting in these large titanic kaiju like battles it's exactly like that hence why i said you know the originality is not as original as you would expect because you've seen elements of this gameplay in other games before and it's not a bad thing it's like if you know why not you know it worked for them you know why not use some of those elements to work for here and it does it works really well here especially in terms of the reason just the idea that you get to play as one of the icon characters ergo the um aka the summon characters which you've never been able to do before that's what distinguishes this game a lot. You've never been able to be Ifrit or Bahamut or um, Shiva or any, like you've never been one of those characters, you know, you know, or the Phoenix or whatever, like you, the, like these are the actual characters that you're facing. Rather, you're not just summoning them to attack your foe. You are that, and you're having these big battles. I think if anything, what makes this game so awesome and, dis and, and distinct is that aspect alone which makes it so cool and so different. And, uh, you know, it stands out. It doesn't stick out, it stands out. And like I said, there's a difference between the two. Um, you know, sticking out means like it's not making the impression that you think it's making. Standing out means, yes, it is, you know, significantly different from everyone else in a great way. So I, I really appreciated that part right there. The one thing I did appreciate too is the combat system, um, which, Normally, when you do magic attacks, you deplete some MP. No, in this game, the combat system, you're able to pull off moves without any dependency of an MP cage. This time around, you can blast off, you know, standard magic attacks and shoot your foes from afar. Um, you could charge moves, you can charge those, uh, you know, those uh, fire moves from afar. And more powerful moves are used, but when the when the energy meter depletes, it refills itself in seconds. So it's one of those type of combat deals, which I absolutely enjoyed. It's like it's really cool. You don't because they're so powerful, you don't get an opportunity to use it all the time. You also have limit breaks, which changes Clive's. You know, it, it makes Clive go Super Saiyan pretty much. Um, so and it adds more to his attacks and. You can upgrade all of those abilities and techniques and limit breaks, you know, through the skill tree. Once you start getting more, you know, points and gaining more points to do and what and whatnot. Um, the more powerful the moves, the longer it takes, but also the more 
the faster you are to take out your enemies. And once you do upgrade each move, you get a different animation as well. Um, you know, when you use the fire move, sometimes you use the fire strike and you it's which is like a sort of a projectile when you strike in with your sword. Every time you evolve, you get an extra strike with it, which adds on to more damage to your characters. So you got stuff like that. And um, it, it's really cool. Like you're aiming, Clive is aiming to become a very powerful character in a game through its story. Uh, because, and I didn't talk about the story entirely, if not at all, <laughs> if I remember correctly, is that he is des he was supposed to be destined to be the Phoenix. Uh, to take on Icon of the Phoenix, but he became Ifrit um, at, uh, at the same time. And his mother, uh, Isabella, who's one of the most evil pricks in this game, um, she is every bit as hateful and bitter of a character as the queen on the Game of Thrones. They really patterned her off for that. And the son, they had a little son here who really kind of plays like Joffrey as well so uh which was like at one point the most hated character on television it was it was him and the woman from god um the woman from uh walking dead way back that everybody hated could not like when those two died in the in, in the show people were so happy <laughs> it was crazy so um yeah man it, it, you get a little bit of sense of that like if you watch the original game of thrones series like the first few seasons or whatnot you'll recognize some of the essence and aspects you know from character wise that you're getting from here it, it has that same vibe but you know um it, it's it's uh it's very interesting on that aspect but here's the thing if you equip and go in terms of the going back to the combat system if you equipped your skills with abilities that uh will shorten uh the wait time it can help your enemies out too so like i said there are ways that you can you know upgrade your um your powers and whatnot and make you more powerful especially when you probably go back to do new game plus which is in the game uh already and i believe there's a different form of new game plus in uh in a game once you play it i haven't played through it yet but it's it's a means to make it a little bit more challenging even though you have all your abilities and whatnot with you so you know they, they went and did that uh final fantasy 16 uh skill tree is probably the one of the only traditional things in here um you know you like i said you, you know, allows you to you know upgrade once you earn uh some points to get it after defeating enemies or whatnot and um it makes you a lot more powerful in here during the game Clive will um, acquire powers of the Akon once he defeats one of the dominants he faces in, in an epic battle. So there, you know, I never mentioned this. There's also a Mega Man element too. Like what does Mega Man do whenever he beats one of uh, Dr. Wily's robots? He absorbs their power. Clive has that same ability, but it goes into a deeper story as to why he's able to do this when nobody else can. And being a dominant also has his you know, uh, curses as well as his gifts. The curse being that most of the people who become dominant, their body begins to fail them because the power overwhelms them too much. And the more power that they use, the more that they end up, you know, they end up, uh, their bodies turn into stone. Um, they're not able to move. It's like they're, they're, they're dying 
it, it like it's you're you're on borrowed time when you're a dominant yet clive for some reason is able to not only not have the same effects as you know at, at the moment but he also you know is acquiring everybody's deal he may be the perfect vessel that a certain uh enemy named ultima is looking for and having ultima is a you know one of the main bad guys in the game too who basically is looking for one of the dominants to take over uses vessel to you know do whatever world dominating thing he wants to do and they're fighting against him and a whole bunch of other people to make sure that that doesn't happen so each icon's power made clive more powerful than any dominant before him which leads to the story from there so the fun factor here there is a lot of you know ventures through the uh in this game but not as much as normal final fantasy games um like i said it's it in place of the action uh, or in place of the the traditional rpg you know experience action has taken over so this is a action platformer game this is not an rpg game because rpg games normally have you you know traveling to all these other places but you're able to do so much more not just do side missions but you're also able to do um you're also able to do like mini games and all the stuff there are no mini games in this game at all there is none of that in here there's no uniqueness to that in terms of like just environments you know which you get interactions and environment things there's only core uh core action big battle scenes and then side missions that's it and the side missions it, there's not that many side missions either like there's like usually roughly minimum two per chapter and then you know four maximum but it's not like one of those situations where you can just avoid the side missions if you avoid the side missions your game experience is going to be a lot harder and a lot more challenging if you do take on each side mission it does reward you really well like you will have more means to uh level up more which makes you stronger your attacks you know stronger and all that stuff more powerful and then also you will also acquire other elements like great you know, more powerful swords uh abilities stuff like that the swords in here are so awesome the sword designs are really like they range from then eh, okay and then some of them are like oh that's awesome so and then you can always reinforce you can go to a blacksmith and reinforce the uh weapons to make them a, a lot more powerful than before once you get all the materials needed and ingredients needed to make them in there so i mean it's it's um it's pretty awesome i like the sword designs here and i like the fact that once again this is what i love about this game and other games like it is when you get a weapon or a piece of clothing or whatever like that to wear it interacts with it throughout the you know the game and cutscenes and everything so they immerse you into that aspect um my only wish is that clive had more gear he only has three he when he's a kid he has one when he's an adult in this in this like young adult stage um you know he uh, has a clothing but then he switches on to this really awesome badass costume that is that's pretty much his process you know his primary armor from the whole entire game um I mean, again, not a deal breaker, but I wish I had it. And I should add, yeah, I mentioned that there are three stages of Clive. You start off at his young age when he first inherits Ifrit. And um, if you played the demo, you've seen this part where basically he doesn't know how to control his icon. 
and his icon end up becoming uh a savage at this best and it actually supposedly kills his brother and this has traumatized him for years on end into his um into his you know in his young adult years he was then because of his uh his mother his evil mother um she first of all she's a tyrant she's she's a traitor she's a tyrant she set up this whole entire ruse just so the king can die and it reclaim uh, proclaim you know clive as what they call a bearer a bearer is basically let's you know if you understand indian culture there's uh, you know there's a term known as untouchable you know these guys are kind of in that phase but they're branded with some type of a uh, tattoo on their cheek to you know let people know that they're um they're bearers and bearers are basically pe people with magic without um people with magic without the ability of needing crystals the crystals are something that they use to use magic to you know provide for the uh the longevity of the land at least that's what they thought turns out these crystals are more dangerous than anything and now this is what they have to do to save the world they have to destroy these crystals or the source of these uh crystals or whatnot so that's what's going on with that situation there um so playing through the side missions is very very important because you will be able to get so many cool things from it so it's no point of getting off of not doing it don't avoid it unless you really want to challenge yourself like that if you want to just run through the game and challenge yourself without doing it that's fine but i highly recommend doing it because you will be heavily rewarded for that um in terms of replay value yes i would is, is this a game that i would jump back into again not instantly but you know going through this game is a very it's it's quite a long game roughly 30 hours to 60 hours depending on how much you invest in yourself in it and it's it is worth going into the game but it's a really long story it's a really crazy long story that you go into um if you're playing other games or planning to play other games like aew fight forever for instance um then you may not go back to this game until things slow down but i would say definitely it is worth going back into this game and having fun with it all over again um it's just as fun for me to play as any other you know um you know over the top action game like devil may cry and bayonetta and um any of those games that you've played platinum games like um it's it's just it's it's a lot of fun but it's not something i'm going to instantly go back into and enjoy because this is a, it's a lot that goes into it actor performances very strong point here with this game you know i i talk about the animation and movement like regardless of that the actors and performances as you know it's really one of the strong points aside from the combat system the acting is the game's strong point final fantasy 16 has a strong cast that gave gamers a more edgier game of thrones feel like i'm not joking final fantasy this particular final fantasy may have the record to having the most f-bombs ever in a series history in fact even saying saying the f-word once is actually a record for this game but they have this thing is edgy there's some like sexual you know content it, it, it's this is more edgier than any like i've never seen like nude scenes ever in a final fantasy game uh or even anything like any close to it this one it, it's like very 
sophisticated. It's a very Ardell oriented this time around. Um, yeah, so it's it, I thought that was really interesting. But the dialogue, the storytelling, the character development, um, the actor's portrayal of them, it's really engaging. It's tremendous. It's very well done. And they will keep you engaged throughout the whole time. And you will get into the characters that you uh, have gotten to uh, know throughout the uh, journey there. So this game may have, uh, you know, I, you know, I did, in terms of the F-bomb is like I lost count after a while because they said it's so much in this game. So the story I do like, um, like I said, it's nothing new in terms of, you know, uh, nuance or anything because they borrowed from so many things, but they made they. You know they formed it into their own they just rolled it up into a ball and made it their own and it's very enjoyable story albeit not a you know story of nuance or anything you know new to that nature but it's it's a great story um great character clive may actually be i would say final fantasy 16 may be like my third favorite final fantasy but clive may be my second favorite character i would say cloud is my first in terms of protagonist at best Cl uh, cloud is my first um clive will be second and noctis is my third um i would act add zach in there I zach will probably be number four to that you know and um but other than that it's like yeah is uh those are kind of my favorites in there but you know i i love this character i love the character of clive he's such a badass in here um, especially when he turns into Efrid or whatnot, he, he he's just awesome. So, you know, let's look at the uh, grading list. I mean, let's, we talked about everything here, and you know, originality. I'm gonna go on my score of what I thought from here to give you the actual final grade for this. So, you know, originality, I gave it an 85. Again, you, they didn't reinvent anything, but it's still solid. Uh, overall graphics, 90. You know, that frame. You know, the the, the movement and the animation to me was a little bit of a issue but the look of the characters the character models the environment everything looks fantastic the lighting and shadowing and everything spot on stellar is is what you would expect from a final fantasy game sound of music flawless <laughs> flawless again do not play this game when you, without a, a certain amount of sleep just saying um gameplay on point with me i love this as an action game it feel is really uh, again knowing that this is final fantasy this feels really weird to me, but I, it's not to say I'm not, I'm immensely enjoying this. And in fact, I'm enjoying it so much. I wish Wu Long and the Fallen Dynasty was this much fun. This is the way I wanted, you know, Wu Long to be. It, it, there's some of the same gameplay, you know, uh, mechanics in this game that you can't, that you got from Wu Long, but they made it su such a Dark Souls type of experience. It's hard to enjoy for everybody to enjoy. If you didn't, if you played that game and didn't enjoy it because it was just too challenging, this game is the absolute polar opposite. You will enjoy this game just for the enjoyment of the story. If you want to challenge yourself, they give you the option to do that. This is what I wanted from Wu Long. Now, granted, tomorrow, the 29th, they are coming out. Wu Long Fallen Dynasty is coming out with their update, their patch update, and their uh, DLC update, which is going to add a supposedly a easier difficulty level or difficulty levels in general um probably because a lot of people didn't enjoy it and they just you know got off it at the time if they do this if it is i will eventually go out of my way and check it out and you know see what i think about it there but i just didn't enjoy that but this one i enjoyed immensely so the gameplay for me it gets 100 
for me as well as the sound uh music it gets 100 for me um uh, fun factor uh again 90 percentile for me uh there's a lot of fun but it just felt like uh it, it was not enough to the what i'm used to in a final fantasy game but what they had was still really fun the side missions were you know they weren't overly deep and all the stuff and you know i would say that you know if i had to give it one pet peeve it was the map i wanted them to have a little smaller map like other games would normally do but you gotta the fact is you gotta keep hitting the button to go into the map to make sure that you're going the right direction and in times when um you don't have a beacon or whatever like that or a marker to you know guide you to that area i wish there was a you know an option to add that on but they you know because they, they did that with um their other game uh the uh paradise the strangers in paradise game which i was not a fan of there was no map whatsoever and it just you end up going in circles for the most part and it was annoying as hell you know that was part of the, part of the reason why i just stopped playing that game period and stopped enjoying that game at all it's like to me strangers in paradise final fantasy origins was like the worst final fantasy game i've played it was the most unenjoyable final fantasy i've played ever to this day uh so you know i wasn't a fan of that but this one has a slightly bit of elements but it's not that much um but i still wish that they would have had it on it, it's it, it didn't kill the game for me but it didn't uh it definitely didn't do it um the actor performances definitely a hundred for me here and uh i really like i said enjoy it it's very stellar these are top-notch actors that are playing these roles and stuff like that and they knock it out the park for me story i would give it a you know i would give it a 90 it's not exactly the uh they you know they didn't create anything new you know um in terms of that it's not final fantasy 7 by any stretch you know there are characters that you will like but a lot of the other characters in story they kind of blend in together but the story in general does keep you motivated and and, and uh you know immersed as it feels very episodic and I, that i did like you know like even if i stop i feel like i'm just starting up a whole new chapter in here uh once i start the game again so i really enjoyed it but overall this is another great addition uh another final fantasy addition to add on to your collection um if you're into action base and if you wanted to play an action-based final fantasy game you don't get no more action based in this game here so you will get that and much much more a lot of great epic climatic dragon ball naruto like battles in this game that you love and everything and so it's with a really solid story beautiful music and just gorgeous 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 environments and uh character designs here um nothing nothing you would expect but the best from uh, square enix and so overall it gets a score of 367.5 which is a 91 percentile which gives the grade of a a minus for me so if you're looking to uh check out final fantasy 16 i would definitely say go for it it is well worth the money that they will provide in there i will say this i only got the just the regular game i didn't get opt out for the um other for the uh bundle which also includes um which also actually includes the soundtrack and a picture book or whatever like that um yeah i didn't opt i opt out for that because i don't normally watch any of that if you know i would buy that separately on an ipad or whatever like that or for my iphone but um yeah man it, it's uh it, it's it is what it is but the, the core game itself is so worth getting it's so much fun it is so action-packed you won't be, you won't regret it and yeah i would definitely say this game will probably be one of the 
game of the year nominations definitely from there so go out anyway check it out it's available right now and folks that will do it for the first review of select start uh i am about to go in and check out aew fight forever and this friday oh, i'm gonna i'm gonna be rushing like crazy this friday i will review the game and I will do so with my special guest, Roberto, uh, Boris Roberto Aguilar, the host of Sunday night's main event and TSN radio. We are going to talk about this much anticipated game that me and him were both salivating for. We will give our review on the PS5 version and as well as the, the switch version and give us a final score is, I, you know, I don't care really about the PS5 version because whatever is going to probably play good it, uh, i've seen footage it already plays good in there it's all about the, the nintendo switch is the 2k curse over for the nintendo switch is this going to break the curse that's what's going to happen that's what we're going to talk about and we'll give you that information tomorrow on uh selects not on friday on select start so stay tuned for that and much more if you like this episode in every episode of talk time live please go to our official website on talktimelive.com you can find all of our audio episodes like this one are video exclusive editions on the uh exclusive the uh, video uh exclusive interview page some of your favorite actors performers everything is on there go out of your way check it out check out our blog page with our peter cullen uh q a uh which a lot of people have like really enjoyed and again i will put the audio version for those who just want to listen on the road or whatever um on it now so you know you'll have both at your possession by the time i go on vacation um and speaking of which i won't have a prime show but because i'm working overtime i will be doing the i will be going back to the uh ts to the land of tsn radio aka sunday night's main event land to talk with boris on his show about a lot of things that we didn't get a chance to talk about last week on the rampage ramble so my idea is to get this episode out, both video and audio. I possibly are going to go see the new Indiana Jones movie. And if I do, we will talk about that on his show, as well as uh, a lot of things we didn't get a chance to check out as well. So stay tuned for all that. Go check them out at Sunday night's main event on TSN radio and um, really great wrestling show. If you're uh, down with that is Canadian, one of Canadians finest, their premiere, if you will. Um, and, uh, you'll have a lot of fun checking that out and I'll be there to join with them as well. So stay tuned for that and much, much more. That will do it for me, folks. On behalf of myself, this is Dax Xavier Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out there. Take care. And to all my ACMG members, thank you for your support. We will rebuild the village very soon. Take care. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.